2: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker Podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up. With your host, George Lizos.
2: Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I am excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is coming out on June 4th, and it's now available to pre-order globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to make the world a better place, but don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It is packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we get to create a better world. If you want to get started right away with finding your life purpose until you get the book in your hands, I have a free step-by-step guide guiding you to do so. And all you have to do to grab it is to go to georgelizos.com forward slash life purpose and you'll be able to download it. In today's episode, I've had the pleasure to chat to angel expert Kyle Gray all about his new book, Angel Numbers. And I want to start this episode with a question. What are the most common angel numbers you see? And if you're like most people, these are 1111, or 222, or 333, or 444, our favorite one. Personally, I've seen a lot of 555s lately. I've always been fascinated by the synchronicity of seeing these repetitive numbers, and I've used them consciously over the years as a communication system with my guides and my angels. Specifically, seeing 11-11 reminds me of our oneness, whereas seeing 444 reassures me in times of uncertainty that my angels and my guides are always with me and guiding me. In fact, I've made big life decisions, moved houses, and taken new jobs as a result of seeing angel numbers, and over the years I've come to look out for them as that extra confirmation from my guides that I'm on the right path. Kyle Gray's new book Angel Numbers breaks down the meaning of all numbers from 0 to 999 and introduces categories of numbers, such as double numbers, triple numbers, mirror numbers, and progressive numbers. So specifically in this interview, you will learn what are angel numbers, why do angels communicate with us via numbers, what are the differences between the different categories, double, triple, mirror, and progressive numbers, what are the most common angel numbers and what do they mean, and also what you can do when you see an angel number. Kyle shares with us a practical process you can use to amplify the magic of that moment. Alrighty, go ahead and listen to the episode, and then when you're done, I want you to come within my private Facebook group, Your Spiritual Toolkit, and let me know what's the angel number you see the most. Enjoy this episode with Kyle Gray. Kyle Gray is an international speaker and best-selling author of seven books including the much-loved Angel Prayers and Raise Your Vibration. He also co-created three oracle decks, Angel Prayers, Keepers of the Light, and Angels and Ancestors that have wowed his audience by bringing a modern and exciting face to the Angels, Ancestors, and Ascended Masters. Kyle's books and cards have been translated into many languages and currently have 60-plus international publishing deals, allowing this sacred work to reach far and wide across the globe. All of Kyle's book and card hmm. are published with Hay House, which is the biggest, biggest mind-body-spirit publisher in the world. Kyle, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Thank you so much
1: for having me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So excited to chat and I'm so excited to chat about your latest book, Angel Numbers, which I love. And uh, so many people talk about angel numbers and we see 1111 all the time and all the different number sequences and synchronicities. But I want to hear from your perspective. First of all, when did you first discover and find out about angel numbers? What was your story of finding out about them and what are angel numbers? So... uh
1: I, I first learned about angel numbers when I was, like, a teenager, actually. I had, um, you know, I, I've been raised in this kind of generation of the digital phone. And so I was spending a lot of time, you know, as a teenager texting and doing all those things. And I, I started back then with my first ever Nokia phone. <laughs> I remember. Right? You know, like, you start, I started to notice this 1111 thing showing up. And it was like showing up a lot. And I'd be like waking up through the night and I'd look at my phone, it'd be like one eleven, And I was like, something weird is going on. I keep seeing this number. And I remember Googling. I was like, what does 11.11 mean? And even a way back then there was different, you know, posts about it and pe- it was on message boards. People were talking about it. Like so, forums, yeah. Yeah, like forums. And there was all these forums you know, speaking about people seeing it, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one. And at the time there was, you know, different contrasting opinions as to what it really meant. And it was also a lot of information about the coming of 2012 and all that stuff. So it was like a way back, you know, before that was even a thing. Yeah. And, you know, this common thing was that when you were seeing 11.11, that there is angels or the universe getting in touch with you, and so I just kind of took it for granted in some ways, just for several years. And then, it, as I started to like move into the career I'm in mean now, it, it became like crazy, uh, to the point where I could even get it to happen. You know, like I would be, I'd be like on a road trip with all my friends going up. And um, I remember it was just between the phase of me being a DJ and moving into like becoming a columnist at a newspaper. And we were on our way to a gig in Sheffield and it was like 11-11 on the clock. And I said to the boys, look, it's an angel number. And they're like, oh, here we go again. And I said to them in the car, I was like, why don't we ask for the angels to give us a demonstration You know, I don't need a sign to prove the real, I like a demonstration to remind me that it's already happening. So let's ask for a demonstration. And it happened the whole weekend, like everywhere we would go, you know, like the bill came to like thirty-three, thirty-three. Like My friend went and bought like a packet of cigarettes at the time and a lighter and his his came to 444. And he's like, oh, this is starting to, you know, my friends used to smoke. And then, um, you know, it's just like weird things like that. And they're like, okay, not sure I believe in this, but I definitely believe in you. Like that's what they were <laughs> started to say to me. And then one day I was really feeling that I needed to understand more about it. And I, I did a meditation and I just said, you know, thank you angels for revealing to me the true meaning of 11.11. Hmm. And I really wanted to like know it from a more heart-centered level and I was transported in this meditation to like a bunch of different places like I saw Muslim people praying at Mecca, I saw people in church, I saw like um, Bob Marley, I kept hearing one love playing in my head and then I started seeing all different like cultures and religions like Native American people and and um, I saw Martin Luther King and like, I saw all these different things happening. And then I just heard this clear message. We are all one. Oh, wow. And so I was like, okay, that's really simple. We've all heard it before, but that's what living is. It's the echo of the message that we are all one. So it's one, 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 one. You know, it's like this ultra message to us all that we are interconnected with the everything that is. And because we are all interconnected, everything we're doing, saying, sharing, not sharing, not saying, is in some way affecting the bigger picture. So it's like a call to action in some ways to recognize that we have a a capacity to positively contribute to the energies of the universe
2: a call to action facilitated by the angels. And I love that you uh, mentioned all the different spiritual beliefs and religions because something that happened with me these past two years, Cal, and I want your input on it. So I've transitioned, I was, I grew up Christian. Then I transitioned to the new age. And then two years ago I transitioned to Greek paganism. So I'm part of the religion where we honor the Greek gods and all, you know, all the Celtic religion and how they do things. So Mm -hmm. the equivalent with the Greek religion. And then I started, asking myself, so what about all the angel stuff that I've been believing so many years? Because I've experienced the angel healings. Like, do the angels existed in ancient Greece? And then I started reading through the ancient texts and Mm -hmm. I find the word angel being used over and over again. And then I realized even though they were not calling them angels, they were calling them different names. They had minor divinities that were associated with the same qualities that the angels had. And then I started seeing associations between Archangel Michael and let's say, for example, Zeus or Archangel uh, uh, Gabriel and Mercury or Hermes, Raphael and Asclepius. And I'm like, oh my God, they've existed for so many years since ancient times. We've just used a different name for them. And I know this is something you tackle as part of your angels and ancestors oracle cards as well. But just for the sake of understanding angels on such a non-denominational, deeper level, from your perspective, what are angels?
1: You know, I think one of the things we need to just acknowledge is there's a real differentiation in most like uh, belief systems in the world. There's gods with a capital G and then there's gods with a small g. Yeah. And so a lot of the names that you were speaking about there are gods with a small g as yes. in, an extension of the greater force. Indeed. And that's something that I've always been really interested in because I think angels essentially our God in drag is the best way to describe it. If you think like God is just creating an expression of itself in a personified form so that we can have a personal relationship with it. And one thing that really helped me get through all of that was actually studying the Bhagavad Gita because mm. I'm a huge fan of like Eastern philosophy. And one of the things I really noticed was Krishna, is this incarnation or an avatar of Vishnu. In some way, what it was trying to say to us is is that he was like the guide, like the spirit guide to uh, Arjuna in the story, an extension or an avatar of God, but not directly God. And I think that's exactly what an angel is. The, The best way for me to describe an angel is if God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, source of creation is a heart, every time the heart is to beat, the beat would be an angel. Mm. So, When I think about that is an angel is an extension of God energy or the God mind or the God heart, never separate from, never separate, but shedding itself in a way that's more personalized because often many of us find it really difficult to get in our minds, that we're speaking directly to the heart of the universe, right? But we can also maybe find it a little bit more easier if we have a personal relationship with something that is manifesting itself. And that's ultimately the purpose of an angel, but they've been named many different things. You know, they've been known as avatars, Malaika, they've been known as guardian spirits, You know, all these different names. In Shintoism, they call them the Kami. In Buddhism, they call them the Bodhisattva. In India, they call them the Devas. You know, the Dakinis. There's all these different names for the same thing. It's just expressed itself in a different way according to the culture and the information available to the people who are sensitive enough to feel it in the first place.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Amazing. And it, it just makes angels such a universal topic, such a non-denominational thing and something that us 1111 means it brings us all together. So what was your purpose with writing this book? Why did you want to write a book about angel numbers solely?
1: Bruce, I'll tell you the truth. I was asked to write that book okay. because he House were receiving so many messages from people like, what does 1111 11 mean? What does this, this, this mean? And there was also another similar book out there in the past. And one of the things that, you know, and I don't ignore that fact, when I was asked to like write my own interpretation of it, I wanted to look into something that was missed before. Hmm. What I noticed was there was just a, a clear message as what each number means, but there was never an indication of how that information was gathered. And so for me, you know, as a complete geek and, you know, someone who studies this stuff all the time, I was like, angels, I need for you to give to me like a scale, like on a vibrational level of understanding of what what each number means so that I can show people how I got the interpretation. I don't want to just like channel a book and then say, here's the answer. I want to show people how they can get them themselves. And that was what the angels did. It was like over the period of a couple of days, I had these dreams. And in the dreams, each part of the, the scale of information between each number was revealed to me. So it was a really exciting experience for me. I could have written so much more, I have to say, but I was told that it needs to be, you know, like... 45. Target size. <laughs> yeah, I was told it has to be that size, but I literally could have went for it. You know, mm. I'd love to have spent more time on that, but but what they did is they revealed this thing I called the, the key codex, you'll see it in the first couple of pages of like, what vibration is behind each singular number, and then in order to get a code or understand a, key, a message, you just put the three numbers together and look at the key vibration between each number, and then you get a final message. Indeed, you go
2: way deeper into this book. As you've said, there there was another book with the same title published in the past. And comparing the two, I can't help because I've had both books, like you go way deep into different types of sequences, like double numbers and triple numbers and mirror numbers and progressive numbers. So there is a lot of depth, which I really appreciate here. But before we go into that, I want to hear about why do the angels communicate with us with angel numbers. And is that the only way they communicate with us?
1: You know, there was a feather on my my, uh, laptop like two seconds ago. Oh, there it is there. I found that when I literally, before I called you, by the way. (laughs) I love it. You know, I think the angels actually are so loud and they're they're speaking to us in every given moment. And it's not just through signs. Uh, I think they are as loud as our willingness to listen. I also feel that the majority of us are not willing enough to listen mm. and we can say that by understanding how many of our own messages we ignore in ourselves or the own voice within us so if we can't hear ourselves we'll have difficulties hearing anything else so that's the first thing um what i've come to understand is that the angels are always trying to get in touch and they've recognized that science is a quick access route to our attention because We're so busy looking at this or so busy looking at that that we don't always see everything that's happening. And so when they can leave something physical in front of us or make something flash in front of us before our eyes, it's like their way of saying, getting your attention. Yes. So what I've come to understand, and this happened while I was writing the book, is I was thinking about that movie, Hidden Figures. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And I was just thinking, you know, it's so interesting that in order to understand, how the universe is comprised and comes together. We use mathematics so it completely makes sense that the universe's greatest messengers is going to use one of the greatest tools to understanding the coming together of this entire multiverse. So I thought that was really exciting and um, and and so I think they're using numbers because we, we literally are looking at these things all the time, you know, like we're constantly looking at screens or places where numbers are they're a very big part of our lives. Like I was even playing Pokemon like two days ago and my funds in the Pokemon Bank came to like triple four. It was like <laughs> so cool. now my angels are in Pokemon. You know, so yeah I think they're using numbers because we look at screens all the time. But there's really really important information that I didn't sharing that book you know i think it's important to say is that most of us are getting it wrong when we get a sign what we'll do is we'll go oh is that a sign is that an angel message is that an angel number or we'll even do the thing where we screenshot it oh my god i just got an angel number but we we actually miss something that's happening in that moment when you get a sign when you see a sign when you receive a sign there's actually a miracle moment there because like in that second, in that, in that like little bubble of time, the veil between the worlds has got so thin that you're actually in line, directly connected to a divine being that has information, insight, and support for you. But most of the time you'll just go, oh my God, and screenshot it and be like, there's an angel number. Or if we find a feather or see some other sign, we're like, oh, there was a sign, amazing but we often just leave it at that. Hmm. And what I've come to understand is in those little windows of time, when we receive a sign, it's actually an opportunity for us to call in support. It's like an opportunity for us to open up to hear louder than maybe we could before. So there's like a three-step process that I've been trying to install in people's hearts about when a sign comes up. are three steps that you need to know. So the first thing is, When a sign is showing up, it's the ultimate message that you are not alone. And often a lot of us get ourselves, even if we believe in angels, even if we believe in guides and all this magical stuff, we often still try to find our way on our own or figure things out on our own or, you know, try and fight. It's it's just this moment of remember, you are not alone. Whatever you are in right now, you do not have to face it alone, even if it's good. You know, the second phase is when a sign shows up, you're on the right path. I've found that when you get a sign, it's because you're in alignment. It's like something's happening in order for you to open up, create a, a space of receiving in order to get that sign. And the third part is calling the help. You know, like when you get a sign, you're being reminded you're not alone, you're on the right path, but there's also extra help information available to you. Oh wow,
2: so there's a practical process we can all practice basically whenever we see our next, next angel number. And is that related to the specific number?
1: You know, I don't necessarily think it's related to a specific number. I think that's just across the board for signs. Huh. And that came to me, you know, when I started to do lots of talks about angel numbers, I was like, oh my goodness, we're missing something here. Because what I've noticed that as soon as I get a sign, I'm like, I'm just like, I drop in for a minute. I'm just like, thank you for giving me what I need to know. You know, and and just like connecting with that because there's so much information and help and support available to us, but we only take a minuscule of it. And if we don't ask an angel for help, we're leaving them purposeless and that's really important
2: to know. Oh, wow. Oh, that's such a powerful way to shift our perception about it because you're so right, we see them all the time on the phone and the first thing we do is take a picture or take a screenshot and then share on Instagram. I did that like 5 minutes before we started. Right, there's,
1: there's nothing <laughs>
2: wrong with it. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with but it's it. it's not missing the actual magic behind it as well.
1: Right. And that's what I was I was I was speaking to, you know, my group last night about not forgetting the magic in these normal day-to-day practices. Like when we pick an angel card or we do our meditation, like we are like in a magical state at that time, like so much amazing things could be happening there. And it's important not to take it for granted.
2: Can I ask you about a specific angel number that most people are afraid of? And that's 666 indeed.
1: Yeah, I I actually was really fascinated by um, that number when I was writing the book and I was a little bit ups, uptight about putting it out because a lot of the people that follow my work are either from a Christian background yes. or um, recovering Christian or whatever you want to say. But what I'll say is when I looked into the true origins of 666, I don't know if you've ever looked into it. I'm I, looking into it right now. <laughs> well, well, Your book. <laughs> I didn't write the the actual, you know, like, like you know facts about the number but supposedly when you take the I think whatever alphabet you use the Hebrew alphabet or the Greek alphabet and you put it all together in number form and add it together it actually translated to Julius or Caesar uh, Caesar or whatever so they called him the beast they called him the beast because he was like wrecking the holy land and making. Ah. so it was about Caesar I had no idea I don't know his whole name, so I'm really sorry because I'm rubbish at history. But it's it was okay. like, th- that's what his name added to when you like put- Julius oh,
2: Caesar, right? It's Julius Caesar.
1: I think so. That's like, Caesar. Hold on, like, I don't know, maybe I, I should- think it's
2: Julius Caesar, the, the, the Roman conqueror, emperor,
1: if, yeah, if exactly. my
2: history is correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's what it is. When title uh, titled Nero Caesar, Roman emperor, 54 okay. AD, written in Aramaic, can be valued at 666. Hmm. Huh. Using oh, terminology. Yeah. So when you at that time when you know the Romans were invading the Holy Land and obviously like killing all these people and all that stuff, um, that's also the time when the Bible had come together and the book of Revelations was put together at that time. And of course, in those times they were always thinking about the end of the world that's gonna end soon. Yeah. Well, like, that's why they used 666 as the mark of the beast because it was his name and code because they couldn't necessarily write his name down because it then could incur, you know, penalty of death or whatever. So it's probably a keyword amongst a sect of, you know, priests or uh, something like that to get that name. So ultimately, when 666 appears, when I look at that as a metaphorical, you know, Um, example it's about facing your greatest fear which is the beast in all of our lives the ego the ego right so whenever 666 comes up it's ultimately a message to me like the ego can be taking center stage here you know and it doesn't have to but when it comes up it's also an, an opportunity for us to learn from it because when you think about all of the great teachings of fear when the buddha saw his fear he became one with himself you know like mm-hmm. really embrace all of that so yeah 666 is scary and the reason it is is because of hollywood it's not be- <laughs> basically yes <laughs> like so many things <laughs> yeah exactly like that's why people are scared of having a spiritual experience
2: you know and, and witchcraft there's so much like propaganda against
1: yeah it's just propaganda. But that's interesting, though, because that keeps people small. You know, it keeps people in order. And that's really, fear is one of the greatest marketing tools available. You know, that's clearly, we
2: can see it clearly right now with politics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about something that I haven't read anywhere else about angel numbers, which is you talk about the difference between double, triple, mirror and progressive numbers. Mm-hmm.
1: Quickly, what are the differences? They're not necessarily different. It's just okay. the different like expressions of yes. them. You know, like when you get a, a progress I love progressing numbers, they're my favorite. So if you see like one, two, three, three, four. You know, it's it for me, I was like, How is that how is this coming together? And when I was writing raise your vibration, I was seeing it all of the time. And it's actually mm. number of raising your vibration because you're stepping up a level. It's like you're moving up. Uh, so I started to notice these, and then I also noticed that was, there was mirror numbers where you would get like one, two, two, one. One, so yes. A mirror in the middle. And so these were like moments of reflection, like moments to reflect upon something. Uh, so it was just like, I wouldn't say they're different, but they're just different expressions of the number. You know? A different
2: lengths of, of
1: yeah. understanding the number. And, you know, it's really important for me to say, like, obviously I wrote this book. There's, like, thousands of numbers, codes inside of it. And so I can't remember exactly everything I've said about every single number. But the fact that I do understand the key codex, like the the zero to nine scale that I share in the first couple of pages, I can access the information of angel numbers anywhere I am just by remembering that zero to nine. And it, it really helps me because I can like crack it in two seconds. And that's
2: Be- a piece of advice, I guess, that anybody can take is that learn the basic numbers and what they mean. And then whatever number you see, just do okay. the math, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can just put it together and you go, OK, for example, here's a really good way to understand it. Like one is the number of oneness. It's about coming together with the universe. You know, it's, it's just this a, a sense of I am. Zero, just a minute, I
2: just saw three, three, three in my clock, like
1: it's three, thirty-three. Well, hi
2: angels. Hi angels, there's just one in. Okay,
1: sorry. So when you get um, one, it's the number of oneness, uh, the self, the I am connectedness, but it's ultimately about you and the universe. Zero is the number of new beginnings and the number of God across many spiritual texts, Mm. God has been referred to as the O, you know? Mm. So when you put one, zero, one together, for example, it's like, I, God, I, you know? So it's like, I am sandwiched with God at this moment, or God's in a sandwich. And that the ultimate message of one, zero, one is I am connected to the power that had created me at this time. I am one with God. So it's just like really easy, like if you start to see things like two two two. You know, like twos are the number of unity, relationships, how you affect other people and how you come together with them. And so if you see two, 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 it's like relationships coming together with other people, relationships coming together with other people. And then ultimately you get to the message of you're in a space where you can improve your relationships, step into forgiveness, understanding. You see, it's just like this information accessible at all times just by understanding the, the general skill.
2: I love the way you explain things because this is basically a communication system that we can all use to communicate with the angels. We tell the angels, so here's how you want. I want you to communicate with me. Then the angels come in showing up like right now on the clock or on our phones. And then we can start having a more direct one-to-one communication with that. That's so beautiful, Kyle. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been so great chatting to you about your new book, Angel Numbers. It's available for everyone to buy uh, to purchase on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Kyle, where can people? Where's the best place for people to get in touch with you and learn
1: from you? I think uh, Facebook and Instagram is the best place. I have the same forward slash in every platform. It's just Kyle Gray UK.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your day, and talk to you, you soon.
1: Nice to see you.
2: Bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizo's to grab your free Lightworker Survival Guide and catch the next live episode.